So we are back live here on Bucks and Brews. Uh, we had a little little technical issues with Podbean there, but here we go, and we're gonna we're gonna have a debt update with Eric this morning. We're very excited about that. We're gonna talk about what we're drinking real quick. So I, I'm actually very excited about this one. I'm drinking an Arnold Palmer Spike because it's the morning, and I don't wanna don't wanna drink anything too heavy right now. So this is a half iced tea, half lemonade, which is of course an Arnold Palmer, and then it's got some some alcohol in it. And then if I finish that, I got a Mike's. Mike's. I say, and this morning, uh, I'm drinking Smirnoff Ice Smash, red, white, and berry. Nice. Very exciting. I say mine's a little higher alcohol content than yours. Um, I believe Eric's uh, got Gatorade. Uh, Gatorade's gone. We're on to our uh, morning Yoda cup, Yoda best son cup of uh, uh, Earl Grey tea. Nice. <laughs> Love some so, tea. I'm having tea myself. We're both having tea this morning. That's fantastic. So Eric has so many updates. We met with Eric back in, I want to say, early November. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we talked to him about debt. And he has given me updates, but we have kept them purposely from Nick. <laughs> because we want Nick to get so excited this episode that somebody's going to comment just like they did the other day to calm your tits. It's only Podbean. But in all honesty, we get excited. So if you don't like that, too bad. So Eric, let's let's get some updates here. I know you bought something fun and new. I did, and uh, Nick seems to be the anti Harley, but yeah. that's all right with me. Um, yeah. So since then, I have purchased um, my midlife crisis mobile. I picked up a 2021 Harley Davidson. Nice. So um, have you have you got it out yet? I have 200 miles put on it this year. There you go. Um, and, and the reason being is um, bought a new one. So A, I didn't have to work on it all the time. Uh, B, the yeah, well, give it five years. <laughs> uh, B, the, uh, the price was absolutely right. And C, I was in a position where I could finally um, get something that I've been wanting. I've waited 20 years to get a motorcycle. So sure. um, to, get a, to get a newer motorcycle. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, just following some of the advice I do, I, I agree on one hand of a splurge purchase, but on the other hand, it was, uh, paying myself. So, uh, for some hard work and some determination and, uh, we've come around quite a bit and, uh, since November turned life around pretty well. So it's been great. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know that we're, we're friends on Facebook, so I can only see little bits and, you know, most people don't share everything on facebook so mm-hmm. but i did see that i did see your harley that you had it out yeah um we had our fun with that uh you know anybody that rides a bike is better than the person that doesn't ride at all right so i did uh, not ride <laughs> um so now did you and, and then i see that i think you got a new job i did yep yeah uh, i was when we spoke last i was working um i'm not going to say company names I will say the industry, however, um, when we spoke in November, I was working for a distributor of hardwood flooring, um, and I learned some things on that broadcast. Um, when, when we were talking about finances, the biggest thing was understanding the finances, and I started looking at my time worked on my time cards versus my time worked on my paycheck. And they were not aligning. So 
there's some legal issues there and that's why I can't express who they are. Um, but so you were, you were basically working hours you weren't getting compensated for. Yeah. Yeah. So when you work 75, 70 hours a week and you're only bringing home a paycheck for 55, there's an issue. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering why I was working so hard and not having the reciprocal on the income. And it was, it was odd. It was something that you guys had said on, on the broadcast. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So I looked into it, started investigating and found out that I was being skimmed on my hours. Um, in the meantime, I had worked, I, I had been working on finding new employment. My new company is a billion dollar company um, that I work for. I was thankful, lucky, and uh, blessed enough to be brought in at a rate of pay commiserable to my experience and um commiserable i said commiserable i meant you to did. say commensurable Thank is that you. the correct word yeah that, that okay. is much better yes okay i, I was I, gonna say something I, but i didn't want to sound like i was name. commiserable at that other company i, I, I would have just gone with you know i'm actually getting paid the money i want for the experience that i have because i'm too dumb to know these big words Nick, Nick is and that's why you want a honda um, <laughs> no, uh, but no, realistically, though, um, it was one of those situations where um, I'd been working on getting this job for a while. And by no means is it a dream job because it's still working for someone else. But on the flip side of things, um, I looked at the company's history and their track history with their employees. And uh, I live real close to this place here in Portage, Michigan. It's pretty well known. Um, unfortunately, the colors of the company are not my favorite, but uh, but black and yellow is Wu-Tang forever, so we're okay with that. Um, uh, but, but this company, um, they actually allowed me to negotiate my rate of pay coming in, and uh, I came in real high, and they countered with right at the number I wanted. So... Um, this company takes care of their employees. That's good. Fantastically. They give us fantastic benefits. Here are the best things. My health insurance monthly, because of the size of the company, decreased almost $700 a month. That's huge. There's one thing. Boy money right there. The second well, thing, my contributions on my let's, 401k. Well, let's, let, let, let's back up for a minute. Okay. So the health insurance is a big deal because you have a young son. Mm -hmm. And... You're using that insurance. I am. I'm utilizing it. So, I mean, you know, the fact that you're paying less for it now, and I assume it's a good policy. Um, I have yet to pay anything out of pocket. And so, I mean, is... that that's not only a $700 month saving, but you're not paying out of pocket yet. So, that's a huge savings. Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, you're, you're on to your retirement now. Yep. Um, yep. Well, well, let's, I'll back up to the health insurance real quick. Sure. Um, the, the company gave me uh, with their health savings account at the beginning, right in the beginning, my, my insurance, I waited 30 days for my health insurance for this company. Yep. And that's just the big difference between, you know, a major corporation versus mom and pop shop. I get it. I, I understand it. Yep. And with you, with you understanding health insurance policies, you know, there are so many out there. This company said, here's a thousand bucks. We're going to put this in a health savings account for you. Here's your credit card or your debit card. Use it as you need to, you know, or you can buy up, you, you could up buy the policies and stuff like that. 
but what I was paying monthly, well, let me see here. What I was paying weekly at my old company is what I'm paying monthly at my new company. And I'm saving money. So actually I'm paying less. Um, so there was more money back in my pocket. Um, well, and having that HSA is a huge tax write-off too. You know? oh, absolutely. So I mean, well, if and- you max out your HSA every year, you get to take that off of your, you know, income. Yep. And you, you're, you know, you get to, you get to earn money on it. So, Correct. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. at the end of however long of a time you've, you've paid for a full doctor visit. I mean, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah because well, it's it, obviously less until you get enough money to be able to invest it and of course yeah. some people are worried about that i mean i, I have i have about six thousand in mind because i use it because, oh. you know with my wife and daughter being sick which of course she's off my insurance at the other month but um i took a thousand and i threw it in the investment account i mean it's made 38 bucks in two months yeah that's great money that's great <laughs> like i say you know when i when i had my hsa i maxed mine out we almost uh my, my accountant's like running numbers and she's like, you guys might've overdid it. And we're like, nope, nope. I, I'm you telling you, like, I, I'm you. like, I am, I'm guaranteeing you I'm at least $5 short. Yep. And she's like doing math and she's like, all right, congrats. You missed it by 12 bucks. And yep. I was like, wham, let's go. And so, uh, you know, because same uh, it's, you know, pre-tax money goes yeah. in there. I'm going to gain my money on it. And I, and it's going to be used for medical. So, for for anybody listening nick and i are big proponents of game the system as much as you can so when it comes to taxes and when it comes to insurance and when it comes to investments we we know what the rules are and we walk right up to the edge of the rule we never cross it but we are right there i say i uh no i think and that's that's one of my favorite investments just because right like i think everybody if given the opportunity for an hsa because it is just a, a thing that you can set it. You never have to think about it. It takes money every week out of your paycheck, whatever it is. And when that time comes in the summer and your kid breaks an arm or does whatever, and you don't have the money to go to the, the doctor, no, you officially just swipe a card and it's officially paid for, right? Like, and Eric, like you have, so my company, the first time they came out, they're just like, hey, if you take an HSA, we'll give you 500 bucks or something like that, right? Just, just give it to you. And so most people were like, I'm not even going to put into it because I don't even use 500 bucks. And then it became, well, if you put in 500 or a thousand bucks or whatever, you know, anything in between, we'll match that. And I was like, fuck, you're going to match a thousand bucks. Here we go. Like, right, exactly. And so, you know, yeah, I would say two grand at the end of it, like sitting around because I do have, like, I have a wife that we hope that she gets pregnant. Like I have a kid that she constantly goes to the doctor. Well, I think the thing I love the most about an HSA is it not only covers like doctor visits, yeah. but it, it can cover the dentist. It can cover glasses. glasses. You can buy band-aids. Yes, you can buy Tylenol. There's so many things yeah. that an HSA yeah. covers. So, I mean, it really is. If you have the option, it's a great investment. Yeah. And I mean, like literally if, if it's used for medical. So, I mean, if you're, you know, David and I, and you're out drinking and all of a sudden you realize you need aspirin, because uh, that's what the night was. You're gonna get a little hangover. Yeah, I mean, go 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 buy ibuprofen, right? Because that's a medical covered thing. So um, it will not pay for preparation age for Honda riders, though. Oh, I say, I actually probably could prove that if I have enough chafing off of how much my bike rumbles, uh, that I could probably get that covered. <laughs> I, was saying, I, I was just saying that your butt hurt because my bike is better yeah. than this. You know, it, all I'm saying is. Uh, You've gone 200 miles, which I'm surprised that it got that far. But, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. no, it's 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 lovely coming into the camaraderie of bikes and in in, in 
it, it's nice stepping into a whole nother um, lifestyle. I, I tell people all the time now, you will listen to me because I'm a biker now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, but, uh, but no, it, it, with, with the HSA, you were, you were absolutely right with it, with the purchasing of, um, of, of band-aids and things like that. I per- purchased therm- thermostats. There are um, other things that you can buy with it, like the teething pads. Um, if you look at it from the pediatric standpoint, Tylenol, um, you know, a lot of the gas relief is fine line, but um, yep. there are websites out there that, that you go to the website. If it's not on that website, you can't buy it with your HSA, but you walk into Walgreens or any of the major pharmacies out there, they're going to show you it's HSA approved. Mm-hmm. And if you got that, that card, you can swipe it in a lot of the places too. If it, if it doesn't work out that way, it'll let the transaction go through and then they'll send you a bill in the mail. So, well, um, and, you know, and, and, the worst case scenario is one thing I love about HSA. The worst case scenario is you spend something on a transaction and you get quick audited is what I would call it, right? It's not mm-hmm. a full audit. All they do is look through a transaction, right? That doesn't scream doctor. And they say, hey, I'm going to need a copy of this receipt. And you go, oh, I don't have it. Let's say, let's say for some reason you bought something, you know, you were at Walgreens and you bought a, a Red Bull. Okay. And some other stuff. You're like, so part of it qualifies. Now you have to, they're going to tell you, Hey, you have to pay back this $3 and 12 cents. Right. Yep. And you don't get penalized. Right. Until you abuse it way too much, but it just says, Hey, so show me the receipt. Hey, I bought gauze bandages. I, um, you know, I, I bought burn cream for, uh, my, you know, when, when I get off my bike and burn the leg, um, you do whatever you want. I mean, but the fact is the only thing they're going to do to you is say, Hey, you have to reinvest this reinvest this money right they force you to put it in so um you know if you're not out buying a big screen tv with it it's not you you don't have anything to worry about right true story so so you go now you get now you're getting uh a 401k match how's that going um (laughs) wonderfully uh i signed up uh the is it safe to say who my um, handler, my 401k is, is that, Absolutely. of course. So okay. I, so, yeah. so the company I work for uses Vanguard. Oh, oh I love Vanguard. So, oh, yeah. Vanguard, um, uh, sorry, I don't mean to stop you, but no, just, you're good. Just for everybody, right? Vanguard, uh, for the past 10 years has had a track record where they have been top two for the past 10 years. And they actually, I believe it was eight out of the past 10 years have been number one, two of them, right. Another company kind of swooped in. And uh, they did all right. So like, I, I gotta say, my favorite investments yeah. are Vanguard investments. Yeah. Always, I always look for Vanguard products. I can throw money into ETFs or whatever. They always make a ton of freaking money. Well, they're they're the way I see. It, I don't know, but they're very smart. They actually like. I feel like they're a company that works mm-hmm. on what they do. They don't just set it and forget it. They're like, hey, we see this type of thing happening. We do this. Like they're constantly moving your money to make it smarter for you. And you can, you can do it like, hey, I want to be really risky, medium and, and no risk at all because I'm getting ready for retirement. But they'll, they'll work everything for you. And of companies that I trust, because you know how lazy I am, I'm just yep. going to throw my money at it like 401k. I'm going to throw that money there and just hope and pray. And to know that I'm with a company that like Vanguard, that literally is just going to have a track record. I mean, I talked about their 10 years, but if you look at their, their 25 year track record, you, you'll just be blown away. You're, you're, it's, it's fantastic. Right. Like, um, I was with Gentex with Wells Fargo that had, that owned a lot of Vanguard and then they switched and I don't know who it is now. I have to figure that out, but, um, I'm actually meeting with, so me, right. Doing finance podcast. 
I'm meeting with a couple advisor friends. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about rolling over my 401k to like self-directed IRAs. Well, you know, if they want to come on, we are yeah. happy to have them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but so you're with Vanguard. And now what's the, like, you getting a match? What are you getting? So that's another. Look at the smile on his face. <laughs> Look at this. I'll tell you. Um, I've been in I've been in work in the workforce since I was eight years old. I've quit jobs and relied on four hundred one k's cash outs to kind of carry me over until I find another job. Yep. And that's where a lot of people screw up, you know. And and I'm like, oh well, I'm young, I'm young, I'm young. Well, there was a lot of investigation, a lot of a lot of homework that went into joining this company that I work for now. Okay, so so I did a lot of homework and a lot of research, and I've been in my home for fifteen, actually sixteen years now. Never even gave this job a thought. Number one, it's a factory. And I've always sworn off factories. I'm like, I don't really want to work in a factory. I'm, I'm too skilled, blah, blah, blah. I was too good to work in a factory, right? I, I, I'm just going to say this one more time. I love where I work. I love the company and I love what I do. It's it's everything I wanted in a job ever. So, but anyway, so I, I signed up for Vanguard my first, you know, 14 days at, at my job. I get a letter in the mail. Okay, here's your login, password, information, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, thanks for joining Vanguard. Here's 1500 bucks from us and $1,500 from your company. Welcome aboard. Good for you. That's so phenomenal. So um, it's not a huge match. They'll match up to, my company will match up to only 5% of my contributions. 100%? Five. Yeah, 100% of 5%? Yes. Yeah, but that that's at this point above average. I mean, uh, it is. It's above yeah. industry average because I'll tell you, with my company, which is a big company, yeah, we match fifty percent of everything up to. We just raised it. It used to be up to four percent. So if you put in four, they gave you two. Now it's up to six. So if you put in six, they give you three, which is yes. which. So it's free money. Yeah. So five percent. I I contribute five percent of my paycheck. They yep. match my five percent. Yeah. So ten percent goes um, in. Actually, actually, I think it's four percent. It's four percent until until I've been there five years, and they'll bump it up. But first of all, real shoot, I had money in my pocket. They yeah. gave it to me. Here you go. You're not vested yet. Once you get there, you can have this money. So here's the cheese. Work for it. Stick yeah. around for five years, and it's yours. No, that's, you know. That's so great. this company also does twice a year. They uh, they do a profit sharing, but they don't give you money. They give you 401k contributions. Yep. So, so in, it's a percentage. It just depends on how well the company does. Yep. But, but uh, so since I've been there, two raises. I started February 1st. I've gotten two pay increases. We're, we're two months in. We're two months in. Two pay increases, which means that I've increased my 401k contributions twice. Yep. And at the end of the first month, they... They sent me a letter, said, here's what our, your money is doing for you right now. Two weeks later, after two paychecks, by the way, I'm getting paid weekly now. Two weeks later, I get a, I get an email. Here's how your money's done in the last two weeks. The end of the month of February, I got another letter in the mail, a letter in the mail. Here's how your contributions work for you in February. Mm -hmm. Two weeks after that, or uh, March, I'm sorry. And now uh, I think Friday or Saturday, I got another email. Here's how your money's working for you. So they keep me updated. Not only that, but they've changed my plan because I'm in a medium risk plan. Yep. I'm 40, 42 years old. I've got, you know, 15 years to work. Um, I'm in a medium risk plan. Here's where we moved your money to. 
we saw money being lost here, but we saw missed opportunities there. We're moving the money around. When, when you were talking about um, Vanguard taking care of the people, you're absolutely right. They, they actually work, you know, prior to that, I was with the Hartford and the Hartford's just like, okay, well, here's your plan. You can do what you want with it. Now the company that I worked for prior, uh, actually two companies ago, um, I had a lot of control over my, my 401k contributions and stuff like that. Uh, at the end of the, my first year there, I was the only person that had over a 3% return on their investment. Um, I was at 17%, but it was just because I watched the market and I moved my money a lot, sure. but now I don't have to do that. Yeah. So my money's already moving around. Okay. So $3,000 initial contribution. I've contributed close to another, I don't know, the last two months, close to another 500 bucks. Okay. And I'm already at $4,700 saved and I've only put out of pocket less than a grand. So another opportunity there. Um, so I love, there's my I love companies that, that want people to retire, right? Instead of like this whole forced retirement, like people that set you up, like it's one thing to offer, but you know, like when you say, Hey, you know, instead of getting quarterly bonuses in our pocket, like they force you to retire or, you know, they force and like, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because you know, financially, you should be able to live off of what they pay you. If not, right, change that structure. But I, dude, I am all about that because, and, and it was funny because we talked about that in some of my podcasts because um, I was the person who, I was investing 25% in the Roth 401k and 5% in the traditional 401k. Like I, I was living so below my means um, that, that like when I did get fired or yeah, when I got fired, like it didn't change my life because, okay, now I don't have my investments growing for me, but I built up so much. And, you know, we got quarterly bonuses and my friends would be like, Hey, I got 1700 bucks. And I'm over here looking at mine going, I got 1100 bucks. Like what the heck? And I was like, oh, dude, 600 dude. went to your investment. Yeah, I was like, dude, you don't invest anything. Do you Nope. like company match and maybe five bucks a week to stock or something. I'm like, all right. Like you do know that the end of your life is going to, yeah, but if I get that far and it's like, all right, statistics show that you're going to be there. When you're young, you don't think about those things, right. but you really need to start thinking about it. And, you know, I want to, I want to touch base on this later, this episode, Eric, uh, your kids, I know you got three kids. Yeah. So you're starting to build your wealth. So the question will be, you know, after we get through your debt, what are we doing for them? Yeah. How are, how are we building their wealth? We're getting there too. Okay. Fantastic. I, I love, so, we are so passionate about the kids and, and we want to hear that, but continue. Cause I know you, you've paid off some stuff. This sounds like a great company. I, it it I, does. It I, sounds I, like a fantastic company. I want to congratulate you on, on bettering your life by, fi by, by, by finding a company that generally cares more about you. Well, you know, and, and, and here's another thing I, I meant to say this and I actually forgot my train of thought, but Nick brought me back. So you know, you can tell great companies because they want to cultivate great employees yes. and they realize that in cultivating these great employees, they're going to lose them. Yep. But hopefully they lose them to a better job in their company. So I know, you know, with everybody I coached with, probably Chris is the only guy I never wanted to lose. Uh, Chris, and I knew Marv would never leave me. But, you know, when I had middle school coaches and stuff, my, my goal was always to get them to a point where they could go and become a coach of a, a, in a better position than when they came to me. Because, again, if I teach them how to be a better coach, they can go and take a program over and, and impart my knowledge onto another generation of kids. Oh, yeah. 
and, and it's the same with jobs. I mean, you know, if, if you have a job and, you know, your boss is really cultivating your knowledge, yep. the best thing they can have is, yeah, we have a lot of turnover because my employees get promoted, not my employees leave. Yeah. My employees get promoted. So you want to work for me because, you know, two or three years down the line, you're moving on to a better job. Well, and, you know, and we look at it like I, you know, we, we talked about it on one of the episodes past. It was like, find a company that sees the value in you that you know that you have yep. in yourself, right? Um, and when I walked in, right, like I negotiated stuff, I negotiated, you know, and I was like, look, they're going to be like, oh, what, what is your title? No, I'm, I'm the executive regional manager, right? Like, this is what I, like, I am the highest qualified minus this person. Like, this is, okay, like, yep. right? And literally run with it, right? But do I have responsibility? Do, have I earned it, you know, like, it's 100%. Yeah. I mean, this is what I want. Right. And well, and that's what Eric did. He went in and he negotiated, he negotiated. He said, this is what I want. Yep. And of course he shot high, which you Good should always you. shoot high. They say, yeah. Most Knowing people. that, yeah. well, you know, I'm asking for $800 an hour, but they're probably not going to pay $800 an hour. But if they paid me $400 an hour. I'm so happy. And I, I'm just throwing out random numbers because I know those are not accurate. You're, 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 you're not far off. Okay. So <laughs> explains the Harley money all nope, of a sudden. Jesus. So, so continue my friend. Okay. So I do, I, I do want to give a momentary shout out to the, um, one of the people that work at this company and noticed my t-shirt the other day. I hope that they stumbled across your, podcast today and they can actually hear my success in the company because where they work they're not happy in their position but they are very happy with the company oh. and uh and the there are some things on the horizon um can't divulge too much i'm on a fast track to leadership with the company and when they hired me they knew um some of these things that, that were changing with the company so they hired me with a role intended for me i just have to work my way to it and they have to formulate the plan. And this person is now working closely with me to get to where they need to be in the company. Um, so I hope they stumble across this. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is you were saying something about um, the bosses promoting people and getting them better jobs. That my boss, this is the first time I've ever had a boss on the same wavelength as me um, to where they know that I'm not going to sit stagnant. And they've also seen my job hopping and I, I have no shame in jumping jobs at all, ever in my life. Now, this company that I'm at, I went in with the intention of, of retiring from here because of their benefits, their background, their longevity, their pay, the, all the opportunities. Um, but my boss actually said to me the other day, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down into a nutshell because I'm without ego, first and foremost. And second of all, I don't want to draw this out into a long story, but he said, you're doing a good job. I said, I try. He said, no, you succeed. So he is encouraging to every, every employee that he has and wants to get them where they want to be. If you want to build things every day for the rest of your life, you can make good money building things for the rest of your life. If you want to grow other employees, they'll get you in a position for that and they'll set you up for success within the company. If you are not getting promoted in the company that I work for, and if you are not succeeding in your position or making more money or doing things that you want to do in this company, the only person holding you back is you. And that's, that's a very difficult challenge. Management is that way in most companies. 
they don't want to promote you because they don't want to pay you more money. They want to give you more tasks and more responsibilities in order to do your job and to lessen their responsibilities. This company says, okay, if that's too much responsibility for you, we're going to help somebody else get into that position and take those responsibilities over. That's huge with a company, especially when you have over 5,000 employees, especially when you're turning out the inventory that you are, especially when you're receiving the, the merchandise like you are. This company pays attention to every single intricate ebb and flow because at the end of the day, that $1 amount equates to profitability of the company, promotability of the employees. And not only that, but it shows the track record of, hey, we're able to not only keep our company afloat, we're not only able to promote amazing products that you see on every single hospital and TV show out there, but also to pr produce quality products and keep our employees happy. So that's great. I'm, I'm glad you said that. So uh, we kind of had a conversation. So Friday, I went to the casino. Yep. Uh, I did a little bit of drinking, right? And I'm one of the few people I know that still tips the porter in the restroom, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I go give him some money. And uh, he's like, oh, you don't have to do that, man. And I was like, I don't have to do anything in this life, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, look. And he's like, I was like, do you, you know, I was like, thank you for what you do. I was like, I was like, if you, if you give to the person who most people see as the bottom, and you as a person take that and run and decide that you don't want to be there and you're going to go with whatever. I was like, this company will promote you. This company will do things for you. And if not, that's not the company you need to be with. And he's like, yeah, I said, look, I can't guarantee you're going to get your, your, your generational promise land of where you want to be off of this, but you know what, your kid's going to walk in. They're going to see that you started somewhere and hopefully they start a little higher than you and then make it higher. Right. Like it's going to take time, but you're going to get there. And, and dude, like, to me, if you find a company that cares and actually understands what you described, right? Promotion from within, giving giving a crap about these people. Like you're gonna find people that want to show up to work. You're gonna find that dedicated everything. So, um, I, I really um, does your does the company that you work for start with an S? It does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my best friend's like a head engineer for that company. Uh, he was over in New York, and then actually now is down in Texas. Uh, doing remote stuff. So Does he, he uh, loves his job, doesn't he? Absolutely. Uh, has great bosses, does the great things. Uh, he actually develops and designs uh, brand new Parts. needs. Okay. Brand new gotcha. needs. Yeah. So um, I, I say that's great that I, I, <laughs> I know what company you're talking about. So, and they are, they're a fantastic company to work for. And uh, I, I think that's, I think that's great. So I, I, I'm going to, pause us for a second here. I, I want to go to something. So I did, Nick knows the story, but I don't believe Eric does. So I, I'm in a survey at, at some point. It was a uh, focus group. I couldn't find my words. So I'm in a focus group at one point. We're talking about money and, and kids and stuff. And, and the guy goes, well, do you want your children to have a better life than you? And I know my answer and I know Nick's answer. Eric, do you want your children to have a better life than you? I want my children to someday wipe my ass and take care of me, but enjoy life until it gets to that point. Absolutely. I want my kids to have a better life than I do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, this is, so you want them to ride a Honda instead of a Harley. Good for you. This is a, so this is the thing that kills me with um, this actual focus group we did. And they asked all of the men, mm -hmm. 
do you want your kids to have a better life than you? And every man said, yes, absolutely, I do. That's my goal. I want my kids to have a better life than me. They and they ask the it. women, and the women go, no. And I thought that was crazy. And the guy looks at me and he goes, so why do you want your kids to have a better life than you? I said, I work really hard in my life. I, I want my daughter to do better than I do because that's why I work so hard. So she can have a better life. And he looked at one of the women and he goes, why don't you want your child to have a better life than you? She goes, I don't care if they have a better life. I just care if they're happy. Yeah. If they're happy and they don't have a better life than me, that's fine. And it, it really showed to me the difference in the mindset between men and women. Women are about, if you're happy with what you're doing, that's a wonderful thing. And men are about, no, I have to provide, I have to make things better. I have to work my ass off so that they have a better future than, you know, what I have. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, we, we sit there, the older we get. So Eric and I are basically the same age. We're within a couple of years of each other. Nick's about 10 years younger. And don't, don't about, I am. Well, not from Eric, oh, but for me, yes. <laughs> so, you know, our, our goal, and, and we talk about it often. I talk about it with Nick all the time with our two daughters. I talk about it with, with Eric and his kids. We want our children to be able to experience not only the hard work that we've had to do, but also success from that hard work. Um, and while I'm sitting here, I, I'm going to read a comment from Harpo Mental Floss that says, I'm happy. I do nothing all die indoors and I'm saving the world. Okay. okay. And uh, moment, you said doing nothing. <laughs> won't get you anywhere. I, I say, yeah, I say, you know. And, and, and I think, I think the point of that is, you know, you got, you, I, I would assume the point of that is you're going to work hard or you're not going to get anywhere. He, he's unemployed right now doing yep. nothing we'll get him and but i see that yeah i think it's a fantastic absolutely loves eric's answer and uh you know so getting back back to the talk here so you know your retirement yeah mine yes yeah so your okay, retirement's right. fantastic what else can we say about the job well um so i'll i'll i'm gonna i'm gonna add to what you just said actually yeah, go ahead. if you don't mind about about the children having a better life um both of my children have seen me uh, grow as a person. Um, my oldest is 20, will be 21 this year. Um, my middle child now is going to be uh, 19. And um, I didn't lose my job, Harpo, by the way. I actually got a, a, a better job. He I mean, lost his uh, job because he quit it and went to something greatness? Yep, yep. Yeah, no, we, we moved on to, to a different... To a completely same same um, same job industry, but a different company. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, not 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 blowing you off, Harpo. By the way, uh, but my my children have seen me struggle. They've seen me struggle with my addictions. They've seen me struggle with relationships. They've seen me struggle financially. The 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 one constant that they have seen over that duration of time is our home. Okay. Yes, I want my children to have a better life. I'm not handing them anything. They have to wait until I'm dead and gone before they get their payday. But in the meantime, I want them to understand that if you want something, work for it. If you want something, you have to work hard for it. You know, I've worked hard to keep the electricity on in my home. I've worked hard to keep a vehicle in the driveway. What are you doing? Are you blowing kisses? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, but but that's 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 where things are. You know, 
one of the best things is, is yes, this, this, these COVID stimulus checks have been fantastic. My 21 year old son owns his, he owns a motorcycle. He's 21. What kind? Uh, Husqvarna. Dual sport. Yep. It's a road and dirt, uh, enduro type bike. Um, it was my dad's when he passed away and he decided that uh, he was going to ask if he could buy it from my stepmom. Instead of asking for it, he asked if he could buy it. They negotiated it. This is how it works. It's a monthly payment plan or whatever he can afford. But he still makes those payments every single month, even though he's not on a loan. So he's still making those payments because he's structured that way. Um, he, you know, he he owns his own truck outright. You know, he's got a job and, and he's looked at, he's asked me on multiple occasions, you know, how much do you make an hour? You know, and, and when I left my last job, when he saw that he was making almost as much as me at my last job per hour, he's like, dad, you work far too hard for the money you make. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Everybody works far too hard for the money that they make because they allow people to dump more stuff on them. You know, so these are, these are the, uh, and that's not necessarily the case hundred percent of the time, but, but uh, you know, we, your value, your value in yourself and how much you value yourself does not relate to dollars. It does not relate to time exchange for a company. If you're happy, you know, that's where, that's where it's at. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me right now is that I'm happy where I'm at. So my investments are good. My benefits are, are great. The company that I work for is fantastic. A lot of times I work overtime, don't even realize I'm working overtime. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and I work hard and, and I think Dave probably just showed you my office, my cubicle office, no cubicle walls. Um, you know, and, and I don't do anything extremely glorious, but when I wake up to go to work, I take a shower, I go to work, I enjoy my day, you know, I, I enjoy my coworkers and I enjoy punching out and going home because I can leave work at work and be able to go home and enjoy my life again. So, so I, I definitely miss that about my W2. So um, it's funny because I just asked him if it was the old company I worked at because I'm so used to that. Uh, we are, I won't say your company, but we are both we both have warehousing experience. We both have logistics backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We, we, we come from that. Um, but, you know, when you're not in a cubicle wall area. So uh, my, it's funny because I, I literally have a closet for my office right now because yep. of how much I'm not in the office, but they need a space, right? Yep. I can walk in. I have a computer that I have to get a few things in there, but if I'm in the office, right, something's wrong because because I need to be out in the field. I need to be doing things. Um, But I, you know, I say, and you've been doing it for your life. I mean, for the most of it, right? Like, so once you understand warehousing, right? Like it is, it it runs so much different than anything else in this world, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when you get it, you're fantastic at it. You know, people be like, Oh, you're, you know, Oh, you're lazy. You do this. And it's like, no, I'm just really, really good at my job and know how to do it very well. Right. Because this isn't rocket science. You just treat it like it is. I just comprehend this crap. Right. Like this, this is product movement. One Oh one here to here to here. I need to figure out how to make that happen the fastest fucking way possible. And we all know, right. What's the, what's the quickest way to a destination? A straight, straight line. line. If yep. you're zigzagging across, like this, my mind comprehends a straight line. I don't like if, if we could cheat in baseball and softball, if you run from first to third, you don't run to yeah. second, baby. But you, you know, so we, we, we do this 
because we comprehend it. I mean, I assume that you're, I mean, you're, you're getting promoted. You're fantastic at what you do. You, you understand that warehouse mindset is completely different than factory mindset, right? Like factories creating, developing the product warehouse movement is the movement of product, right? Like it is not anything to do with getting this thing created. I can create flows for how the product moves, but I don't need to sit here and, and develop a product itself. Well, I, th I think the, the greatest example of anybody that's great at their job, because, yeah. you know, I get this with coaching. I even get this, you know, with what I do for a full-time job. If they say, man, your, your job must be easy because I never see you really working very hard or, you know, I, I remember hiring a coach once and he goes, what, what do you make? And I told him what I made and he goes, man, that's great for two months of work. If you think it's that easy, you're just not seeing everything else we put into this stuff. I mean, we work hard in unseen areas so that, you know, everything runs as smoothly as possible. Yeah. You know, and so you're kind of running a little bit. Um, I want to talk about you personally now, if that's all right. So, yeah, so we talked about yeah. debt early on in November. Yep. Got some debts. Um, with the motorcycle, did you pay cash or did you finance it? Financed. You financed a bike. I say all the things we do in this world, and he finances a bike. Um, did you trade in your old one? Nope. Okay. So, what, what have you done that's a positive? Okay. So this is where I learned from Nick and Dave. <laughs> well, okay. This is my interpretation of what I learned from Nick and Dave is if you're going to make a big purchase, put down as much as you possibly can, if you're going to finance. Okay. I did that. And that's where I was going with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Was paying yourself back, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, and you know, I, I thank Uncle Sam for being my sugar daddy this year. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that that um, unfortunately um, were not benefited from our stimulus returns. And I could have very easily turned around and put that money into an investment account or, you know, whatever. But but Nick, this is directed towards you. I'm in a situation now where I have zero credit card debt okay. since November. Um, Congrats. I have zero behind payments. Okay. I have actually paid additional. My, my first Harley payment is due next, next week. I've already made two payments. Um, <laughs> so I'm on top of things. And, and not only that, but I actually looked at the guy when he told me what my payments were. And I was like, it's been great talking with you. I just can't do that. I'm sorry. And the guy's like, this is bottom line and i was like you can do better and he's like i i can't i can't do better and i said okay well you know what maybe uh maybe i'm just gonna have to go to marketplace and buy a honda or something along those lines and uh and, and don't get me wrong every bike i've ever owned up to this point has been a honda so i i have i have always been a honda guy so yeah um um but but it was like if this this doesn't fall inside my financials this is not going to work with my budget plan this is not going to work with my financial plan and it's too much i cannot afford it Sure. Um, 20 minutes later, he came back with half. That's huge. What my monthly payments were. Um, and 
with that, I mean, yes, I'm financing it, but what, what I had to determine was how much more time am I going to have to get my company in order to afford this bike? And when I smash the numbers together, I'm like, I don't have to give them any more time. I can afford this bike without it, without having to work overtime. I don't have to work harder to afford something that I want. I can work and get what I want. Um, since November, I have a savings, two savings accounts now. I have one for my children and one for me. Um, both of them, both of them have. I'm not going to say a substantial amount of money, but there are more than two digits in it in both accounts. That's so, what matters, baby. Let's say um, I guess to see the boldness of it. Um, so let me ask you a question, though. On your savings account, the number one thing that's important to me: how is that set up? Um, what do you mean? Hey, so the question, I guess, let me: Are you automating that process by putting in a certain amount of money every week, every? Paycheck. It's direct deposited out of my paycheck, so I don't even know the money's gone. Fantastic, right? So, like, you, yep. are, you are setting it for a guaranteed. Like, yep. you have no choice whether you, whether the bills come and you say, oh, I don't have the $10 to put over here. It just automatically does it. And now yep. you don't see the hit. And my bank accounts are – my bank account is set up to where if, if, um, if I do get close to my limit on my checking account, it pulls from my personal savings account, and my children's account does not carry over. So my okay. children's account cannot be touched via the bank unless I physically go into my account and move that money. Sure. So, and I won't. Uh, years ago, I did have a savings account for both my kids and that was taken away from me. Um, it was actually money stolen from me in a relationship. Um, for those of you out there that have joint bank accounts, if something goes awry in your relationship, just be mindful. Um, if your spouse or your loved one is on your bank account and things don't go the way that you want them to, they can drain those accounts. They don't need permission. If they're on the account, they have access to that money. So, so that's why I set this one up this way was to make sure that nobody can touch my kids' money. Um, I'm going to interject for a minute. So uh, most people don't know this, but I've only ever missed softball practice or games for three reasons. One, my cat got really sick. I missed a week of practice because I love my cats more than pretty much anything. Uh, the second time I missed was because my wife was almost raped and we had a, a court case I had to be at. So I missed the beginning of the game. And then the third time is when she walked out of the house and left me because she was sick of my bullshit. And uh, literally when she did that, she closed accounts that we were on. But she left money in there because she figured, you know, she left my account alone and took the money that we were joint on and left half of the money in there because she goes, you know, a lot of that's your money. I'm not going to take your money from you. And, and, you know, not everybody would do that. Like Eric said, if you're on a joint account at any point in time, you can go wipe that account out. You're, you're, you're the first one I know because I have plenty of friends that have been in relationships where, I mean, we're talking some substantial money. And yeah. Guess what? Oh, it's yeah, just gone. It, yeah. And they, you know, they wake up, they go to the bank and you can get a check for a hundred thousand dollars take that check, bring it anywhere you want. Right. And until you realize it, that's what it is. And I, I, you know what I've been with my, I've been with my wife almost 11 years. I absolutely love her, but I do know that I have a separate account, not for getting away, not for anything, but because, Hey, look, 
if something happens, blah, 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 like I still need that real estate to, to get yep. paid until we figure it out in divorce court, if it ever happens, right? If she mm-hmm. wises, if everybody else says, if she wises up and makes the right decision. But I <laughs> say, well, I don't like, always make the right moves, but yeah. having a separate bank account is the right move. And I mind you, we're still on each other's accounts. And we are not, I say, we're not, you know, Dave Ramsey is, oh, if you guys don't trust each other and do whatever, it's not anything, right? It's, I know that in times of, of hardship, right? I make irrational decisions. My wife will make irrational decisions, right? And I just, I need to care about what has made the lifestyle for my kid and for us. Like, again, I, me being the person, again, I say, I'm not going to go spend this money, but like, if it's irrational, whatever. But I know that this money is set here to make those payments until I have to pay my wife off or until she has to pay me off, right? Like, we have to get to that point because if not, then nobody gets that money and foreclosure happens and, and we're yep. screwed. And, and don't think it's, oh, it's a possibility. I've been with my wife for literally like 13 years, something like that. And so it, it, there's a possibility that this stuff happens. So, um, well, my wife left me in year 16. Yeah. I mean, yep. and I mean, it only lasted a couple of weeks, but still. still, I mean, it's yeah, like I've had friends. So, I, I tend to gear, I tend to hang out with older people just because they yep. have their shit together a little bit more. Thank you. Um, but I have a buddy that got, we got, Harleys. got divorced after 28 years, right? And I have a friend that got divorced after 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, like it happens and you don't know when it's going to happen. And, and it doesn't matter the reason and stuff like that. But so, you know, when you, when you set things up, just make sure you're setting it up. So that way one person can't irrationally make a decision, right? Um, but Eric, I want to tell you how awesome it is that you're, you're guaranteeing your investment into, to savings accounts. Um, your kids, your kids. So now, sorry, when you say kids savings, is it one savings accounts for all the kids or do you yes. have multiple? Okay. Yep. So for now, for now, just, just because I'm trying to figure out that I I'm right now I'm controlling the bottleneck of my finances. Sure. So uh, instead of spreading it across three accounts, once I have a certain dollar amount in mind, once I reach that, I'll be able to split equally um, and then be able to contribute individually. I, I'm allowed to have up to seven different accounts or seven different contributions from my paycheck. Um, but right now I'm controlling that bottleneck. So I know exactly where every dollar is. Uh, the only thing that I don't like right now is I did start an Acorns account. Yep. And, and it's so incredibly easy. Like it really, really is. And it's like, Wow. So, and, and here's why I started the Acorn account. Not not just because of suggestion, because I kind of thought about it a little bit here and there anyways. But in my check ledger, I use an electronic check ledger on my phone. Yep. And and it's just an app and there are hundreds of them out there. But whenever I made a purchase anyways, if it was a $1.15, I always put in my ledger that I was paying $2 for it. Yep. And I'm like, well, I'm doing this anyways. You know, at the end of the month, I'm not going to figure things down to the penny. So I might as well just kick the rest of that into the account. And I've yep. been doing that and I'm watching that account grow as well. Sure. So, and it's in, in it's, you know, 40, 50 cents at a time. But at the end of the month, when I realized that I got an extra 17 bucks, you know, well, it's, that's what it was in the beginning. Now I use my debit card for everything because no credit card bill, no right. credit card, no credit card payments. So now I can use my debit card for everything. Yep. So, so now it's like, okay, at the end of the month, the first month or the first, the first cycle was like $17, but now I'm looking at like 45 and 50 bucks. And it's like, was I really losing that in my, in my checking account? Because it'd be like, 
two days before payday, I see that I have $50 in there. I'm like, oh, well, I must not have, you know, wrote something down or whatever. And I painfully go through my ledger and go, where's my money? Where, what happened? What happened? What happened? You know, now I know where it's at and I can keep track of that. I like the fact that when I get to payday, let's see here, I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of tell you guys little disclosure here, looking at my, my ledger on my checkbook payday was Friday. I am used to Monday rolling around and going, okay, well, I got $33 for gas. I got $10 for meals. You know, that's another thing. I'm looking at my pay, my, my check ledger right now. I have almost $800. My payday was Friday and I just made a Harley payment. I have never in my life done that because number one, payday every two weeks sucks. It's terrible for people that don't make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's terrible. I think fast food workers should get paid every week. Agree. I think that anybody in any industry should get paid every week. And it used to be that way 20 plus years ago. Nick, you wouldn't know that because you're in diapers. But um, but but 20 years ago in the industry, like I started working at eight years old. I got paid every week from my grandparents' hardware store. And my paycheck every week was 15 bucks. Okay. Sure. That, and back then in 1988, you could buy G.I. Joe's for a buck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have underwear older than you. Uh, you can buy GI, you can buy GI Joes for a buck, you know. Yeah. And, and, and even back then, I was like, okay, well, I buy three GI Joes and some Play-Doh, and I get to put some money in my underwear drawer, you know, roll it up, put it in a sock. And and then when it came to Christmas time, I can use my own money to buy Christmas presents, you know. So so I've always had that saving mindset, but it's always like, oh wow, look, I've got a lot of money. I can go blow this on something, and yep. that's why no, my yeah. kids have their own accounts because. I don't want to get to that that point. Yeah. So. No, and you know, one thing I I remember one of the biggest financial things of my life, which is stupid looking back on it. Um, you know, I worked when I was young as well, and I wouldn't make much, but when I got cash, right, I'd be like, Oh, where do I put this cash? And I didn't have a wallet. So then you think about going to buy a wallet and then you spend all your money on a wallet, and then you have no cash to put in it, so it's pointless to buy that wallet. But you know. Finally, I, I got enough to buy a wallet and then put money in there, right? And mm-hmm. it started growing inside that. And then I learned what interest was after that. But no, like I, I dude, you, so you've hit a new financial, because I know when we talked, you, you were talking about your son having a job and he had more money than you did. Yeah. I mean, so now you're, you're, you're on track to, to get to that same point of having a savings account, having a comfort level and affording your bills. Yep. Yep. And in the, with, with my son and, and watching that struggle too, he has recently negotiated a rate of pay at his job because he is in a situation where he's like, pay me what I want or I'm out of here. And they're just like, see you bye. And he's like, okay, well, here's my two weeks. He's I've got another job lined up and they're like, wait, 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 wait. They call this bluff. And he's like, you know, and now he's making, I think, um, what do you say? They gave him a dollar thirty raise. He's been with the company two years. Sure. You know, and he works. He works in a hard knuckle busting industry. He's a diesel mechanic. Okay. You no, know? and and when I think of mechanic, I think of you know a lot of your money goes into your toolbox, and it does. You know, but but I also look at it as like with anybody in the professional field, if you look at things. When I worked as as an EMT and a paramedic and a firefighter. I always had that dream to do that. 
until I started getting paychecks doing that. And it's like, holy crap, what the hell was I thinking? You know, and it, it depends on where you're at. It just depends on how much money you come in with. But but looking at, wow, there have been a lot of messages here on Bucks and Brews that I've been missing. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read them. But but that was, that was one of those things where it's like, okay, if you know a paramedic or if you know an EMT, there's a high likelihood that they have a job as a firefighter or they have a second job. And I always was like, is it really that glorious? Is it really that glamorous? No, it's because it pays like shit. Yeah. You know, and I didn't realize that until that's what I was doing. So I was a, a volunteer on call firefighter. I worked as an EMT at the time. I was working as a medical examiner for the medical examiner's office. So I was working three jobs. I was never home. I never saw my kids. The worst thing about all of that is I was always broke. Yeah. You know, because you know? because you're getting paid. You know, I was still getting paid weekly, but it was like one week I got 145 bucks from one place. And then the next week I got a really good paycheck from the other two places. And if I didn't go on fire calls or go on medical examiner calls, I didn't make any money. Yep. You know, and, and not only that, but looking back, it's, I was making money on people's illnesses and That's it's tough. just kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you can't put a dollar amount on that. So. Well, I, I don't want to pat us on the back or anything here, you know, for those that have listened before they know that my wife owns a small business here, break room therapy. And uh, we did reviews yesterday. Yeah. Just a, you know, 90 day checkup on most people for, you know, Jenna, obviously more than that. And uh, Dawn actually came up to the podcasting room because I was working on, you know, cutting up some shows for the YouTube and she goes, I want to give raises. And I'm like, all right. So we sat there and we talked about raises and literally uh, my wife pays every week and our Payroll runs Sunday night. So on Monday, you know, people get a check or actually it's a direct deposit yep. and it's for what you just worked. So, you know, we're open Thursday through Sunday, you know, by Monday night, Tuesday morning, you see your check in the account for what you just put in. Sure. So we had the review with, you know, three of our employees that, you know, have been here the longest and she goes, uh, so you're rate of pay will be effective on the check you get on Monday. So they didn't know that they were going to get a raise. And it's not much. I mean, it's a little bit. Sure. But it's effective immediately. So everything they had already put in on, you know, Thursday or Friday and what they were working Saturday and Sunday just goes into that. Yep. So I, uh, so I, I think that that's great. I mean, right. Like instant, instant gratification, but you're not, you know, you're never going to find another company that's going to do that stuff. No. Um, so Eric, now we're, we're, we're matching our 401k. We're setting ourselves up for automated investments. Um, your credit card debt is paid off and you've negotiated to have a comfortable payment for something that brings pure joy to your life in a motorcycle. Right. I mean, there's, you know, I, I you have kids, I have a kid and you know, it's funny because when my daughter was born five years ago, my brother had just destroyed my absolute baby, right? Um, I was there for that. Yeah. So I we, we were having a meeting and, and I get a call. My brother was in a big accident with my motorcycle. And um, but I mean, this was my dream bike, right? It was it was everything. So um, I went to go test drive another bike uh, a couple of years later. Right. And and it's funny because while on the test drive, I, I had to think to myself, I was like, I got to turn around my wife and kid are waiting for me to get right back. I can't just take this thing for a long haul. But when you're on the bike, right? Like if it's a beautiful day, if it's everything about it, gosh, you're, you're, you're 
it just takes away all the, the, the craziness of life. Right. Because yeah, you're focused on, on not getting hit and doing whatever, but like the, it, there's just no experience that you can describe to people. You just have to feel it. Right. <laughs> so the wind through our hair. Um, but now, uh, you're, you're, you're caught up. Everything on the house is completely paid. You're, 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 you're doing successful in life. What, uh, what are your goals for, for this new job? Well, um, I, I have no desire to go into management again. If I can maintain what I've got and not have to be a manager, I'm okay with that. I watch my bosses work 12 to 14 hour days. They're all salary. I'm not going to, I'm not going to build that nest egg on salary and well, I will, but I'm not willing to, I mean, like you said, I've got a bike, I've got children. I've already put that slave labor into life. Um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about my job. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I work hard. I've got a great team. I got great people that I work with. My kids are happy. Everything's happy financially moving forward. If I don't need it, I'm not going to spend it now. I just, I'm going to put it in the bank. I like the fact that when I get a bill in the mailbox on Tuesday, I can pay it on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, and, and the hardest part now is seeing a, an electric bill come and go and look at the ledger in the bank account and be like, well, if I pay this bill now, I'm going to have that much less in my bank account, but I do get paid Friday. So I'm getting out of that mindset, you know, because a majority of my, a majority of my, <clears throat> excuse me, lack of funds was a matter of doing the two weeks, you know, put in the two weeks. And not only that, but being fearful for the money that I may not have. So my next step, now that I've got everything caught up, I've been on deferment with my student loans for a long time, okay? But the other day I sat down, I took a nice long, hard look and I saw how much interest is being paid on my student loans because I've been deferment for so long. Yep. You know, I'm on the uh, I'm on the payment or the income-based um deferment with with my student loans i'm like well okay so i had taken them all i copied them over to an excel spreadsheet i took the highest dollar amount i took the lowest dollar amount so now what i'm going to start doing is start chipping away at that lowest dollar amount and start working my way up yeah. so once i get that 697 dollars student loan paid for i can go on to the 800 one so in not only that but they don't care as long as they start getting their money back yep. you know they're getting free money from me that i'm working hard for so the sooner I get those paid off, I'm almost, I think by the end of this year, I'll actually owe less on my home than I do on my student loans. And it's like, wow. Now I don't, don't get me wrong. I do have my degrees, but realistically speaking, folks, I don't use those. I am not working in that field at all. And that sucks because I spent all of that money and all that time in school to learn and to get certified and to get licensed and to get a degree in these fields. And I'm not utilizing that. The only thing that my company sees now is you've got a college degree, you put that time in. So anybody that's out there, that's like, well, I don't want to work in that field because I got a degree in this, use that degree to your advantage, negotiate a higher rate of pay and say, look, I've got an associate's degree or I've got a completion certificate, or I've got a bachelor's or a master's degree. You don't even have to tell them what it's for. You can use that as leverage. And that's what I did. Mine falls into the same type of field because of the, the background. Um, but on the flip side of things, it was, it was one more thing that I utilized to leverage my rate of pay. Um, so chipping away at that, chipping away at that student loans, I'm, I'm trying to encourage my kids to 
and my son didn't have to go to school to get his certifications. He went to the company school and they said, here's your, here's your thing. You have to be here two years. And after, after two years, you know, you get to keep your tools. Now, anybody that's bought tools at Home Depot and Lowe's, you know that you can go in there and buy a socket set for 20 bucks. But it doesn't say, well, nowadays, I guess it does say Snap-on on it. But, but his tools are industry quality tools, you know. So oh, what yeah. he, when he pays for a new tool, he's getting his dollar amount for it. You know, he's getting his worth for it. But he uses those tools to make his money. You know, that's, it's, it's no different than a race car driver, you know, making their money from the sponsors that are on the outside of the car. Cause all the cars are built the same, right? We know better, but, but I did learn that you could stretch a baseball bat just a little bit and it makes your ball go farther. Yeah. I learned that yesterday. So <laughs> Say, but, and that's, uh, a, that's a big thing. I mean, you know, when you talk about it, so, cause my dad was always here, here, here's, here's a really fun one, right? Uh, my dad was always like, Hey, spend money on your tools. Cause you know, they're going to be worth it. And my dad owned an auto body shop or whatever. He, he snap on a Maco, right. It'd be fun to go into the trucks. But so I did two lock, two lockouts, right. The other day, uh, actually within like a week from each other. And the first lockout, I have my, my Harbor freight, uh, set. And I, I take my, I take my bit and I, I'm drilling into the lock and, I mean, I tell you, this thing takes me forever, but I happened to be over on the other side of the state area. So over by Lansing and uh, I didn't have, I didn't have all my tools, but I had my drill and I was like, forget it. The company's going to buy me new tools. They just don't know it. And uh, I get the Milwaukee titanium uh, mm-hmm. bit, the bit set. Right. And I was like, and the, la- the lady, I was like, Hey, do you have a lock picking set? And she's like, no. And she goes, what size drill bit do you need? And I was like, keyholes this big i was like i need it this big right and she goes oh all right i know what you're doing <laughs> and so i take this thing i'm not lying i i started bragging to my brother I, I bragged to to my boss and i was like thanks for buying my new set and he and i take this i take this milwaukee and i was like <clears throat> and i was through this thing in seconds and i was like holy crap you spend you know I, I think i paid 10 bucks for that and the milwaukee i paid like 30 bucks and i was like at 20 bucks literally cut my time and more than half i was in this house within seconds like just drilled through the whole thing and i was like wow all right there, there really is you you know when you invest money in your tools and what your trade is it's it's worth every penny absolutely absolutely and being a drywaller and uh painter background remodeler yep um you know that's absolutely true most of my tools um were you know dewalt all my mud mixers my screw guns everything was dewalt because at the time those tools were the industry standard milwaukee was too expensive cobalt was too you know brand specific or, or vendor specific so i bought something that was universal everywhere you go yep. now, don't get me wrong I, ha- I do have a bunch of harbor freight tools in my garage too so oh me too but uh but i'm not gonna go work on a you know diesel truck with you know a harbor freight 10 millimeter that's I'm too bad not. because so. when i when i went in so i used to use my torque wrench because Harbor Freight has has guarantees on their hand tools, right? Yes. So I used a torque wrench to take off lug nuts because I didn't have, uh, um, sorry, I didn't have I didn't have the, the pry bar and all that. Like I didn't have the the exact tools, and so I broke off seven of the heads for this thing, and I, I kept exchanging them out, and they're like, you know, you could just get a breaker bar, and I was like, yeah, but that's twelve bucks, and I was like, you have a lifetime guarantee. So on like the seventh one of breaking the head off, they're like, 
here's a breaker buyer. We're paying for it. Like, don't come trade this in. You've cost us too much money. And so I, I took my breaker buyer and I was like, yep, here we go. So I, I, I get what you're saying about the Harbor Freight, but I mean, if you just piss them off enough, they're going to make you happy, right? Because right, right, right. I shouldn't be using a torque wrench to, to take off. We do nuts. tend to play the lawn game here, don't we? <laughs> I mean, that, that tire took me, I don't know, four hours to get off. But but how much time did you spend going back to Harbor Freight? What's that? How much time did you spend going back to Harbor Freight? Getting like place four hours. Tools? But yeah. I was so broke, I, could, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it, right? right. Like, I a bar was 13 bucks or a torque wrench, which I needed at the end of it. Was was thirteen, but I could only buy one back in the day. I remember being so broke, and it was like I I didn't finance anything back then. Like I just I I still don't. But that's when the, all of a sudden I was like, hey, if you want to give me one that I can borrow, and they're like, nope, nope. And I kept breaking, I kept breaking it, right, because that metal just wasn't strong enough. And they're like, you know, we're not supposed to warranty if you don't use it for the right thing. And I was like, it's on a lug nut. Whether it's going left or right doesn't matter. You have to warranty this. And then finally, they're like just take this right and so i was out there and i changed my tire and they're like i was like, yeah, i'm a happy guy right now i'm a harbor freight enthusiast i go for right. everything <laughs> well and, and, and that's great that's the way craftsman used to be and that's why craftsman tools you had to go to sears to get craftsman because yep. and not only that but they lasted a long time um but you know i i just i actually just sent you a link on um on messenger uh that'll help i sent it to nick um I'll send it to you too, Dave, so he doesn't do have that. to. Um, but uh, it's it's for some tools, and um, well, he'll share it with you when he gets back. Anyway, um, uh, it, it's lock tools. It's and you probably wouldn't have thought about this unless you had a firefighter friend that sent this link on. So, um, so. <laughs> finances are great. And, and like I said, we're, we're, I was talking about um, saving that money and starting to pay off my, my other debts and, and being able to utilize a financial plan and being able to, you know, break things down dollar for dollar of, of where my money's going and, and what I'm doing with that money. Um, another thing that I've done and Nick will probably be happy to hear this just as, as much as you are, is I stopped going to the drive-thru. Mm. I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and I've cut back on energy drinks. Okay. And, um, everybody knows I'm a big dipper. So now you buy in bulk. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but, but I'm actually tapering off on that too. So that's the next thing that I'm going to quit to save some money. And it, it's only about a hundred bucks a month, but still it's hundred bucks a month. It could be going towards student loans or Harley payment or a new leather jacket or whatever it is. So what we're basically so. looking at here is the steps you've made since we talked in November. You got a better paying job. Yep. So you're getting what you're worth now. Almost. Okay. So <laughs> almost in the range of what you're worth, mm -hmm. you've been able to attack your debt and pay that down. You've been able to go buy a new toy, which we all need toys. You've been able to look at your budget and say, okay, well, I can cut, you know, running through the drive throughout. I can cut down on energy drinks. I can cut down on chew. So as he throws in a big wad of chew. Um, I am mad at you. So you can sit there and say, these are, yeah, he's buying in bulk now. So you can sit there and say, well, these are, these are areas that I'm saving some money on. I'm throwing more money in my acorns. I'm making investments, you know, into my savings account for my children. And, you know, 
those are all huge. I mean, if you took one of those steps, that's huge. Well, you look at, you look at like what makes me proud, right? Like what makes me proud. Okay. So the fact that you, you, you used to be a Honda guy and, and you went to Harley, that's fine. But you, you looked at, I don't care that you financed, like it, it sucks. Right. But um, you sat there and said, look, this is my budget of what I can afford. Right. Like you took ownership of your finances mm-hmm. and said, Hey, this is how much I can afford. This is how much I'm willing to pay. Nothing less or nothing more. And, and you, you actually comprehend the money aspect of things, right? Like, Hey, I know that if I do this, sure. And, and you looking back at the first original one they can give you, it was like, sure, you could have done that before you took a look at your finances. But if you had a hiccup, you were screwed, right? You, then you yeah. lose your bike. Then you lose, you know, or then you make the decision. Do I, do I pay for this bill or do I pay for my bike? Right. And you know, do I, do I keep gas on the house or do I pay for my bike? Right. I just, now you're looking going, I don't have to make the decision. I can pay for both and still have it. Right. right? Well, the, the biggest thing about that though, Nick is, is I could have done this in my old job. Yeah. I could have done this with the money that I was making the, the new job with the more money and this and that and the other thing. It was, it was just because it, it, that's why, that's why this was such a game changer. When, when Dave invited me onto the show, he's like, we want to talk to people about their debt. When I, when I came on in November, it, it wasn't a matter of you guys telling me how to fix my money. It wasn't a matter of you guys telling me how to apply my money to other things. It was a matter of just opening my eyes to the fact that I'm fucked financially. I need to unf myself. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop the F-bomb, but, but, uh, <laughs> so, but, but, the biggest thing is, is I had to unfuck myself and I needed someone to show me that it was possible. And, and like I said, you know, yeah, I'm making more money. Yeah. I'm working more overtime. Yeah. I'm well, actually I'm working less overtime and bringing home more money, you know, but the dollar sign at the end of the day is not what matters. It's the ability to make that money work for you. Yeah. So, so yes, that was, that was huge. The job transition of this and that and the other thing, but but understanding how my paychecks work and understanding how the money goes out and understanding that I, if, if you don't pay a bill and you have to pay a $35 late fee, that adds up at the end of the month when you have five of them, you know? So, so that was the biggest thing. That wasn't, it wasn't a matter of, you know, my new job saving my life. It was a matter of you guys opening up my eyes to the, the ability to work on my finances. I could have done this at $10 an hour, Yep. you know? But it was cutting out those things that I didn't need. It's putting money away, even if it's 10, 15 bucks or whatever. I think I, I jumped in on one of your guys' podcasts one day and I was just like, hey, la, 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 la. But I, in one year, 365 days, my credit score is on 92 points in one year. And you know what a majority of that is? That's making an extra payment on a credit card bill per month. And it didn't even have to be a ton. An extra five bucks on a credit card payment shows that you're making the effort. You're, you're, you're creating inertia in your finances. Yeah. So, and, and most people don't, don't look at that. And like you just said, turning the gas off or paying my bike payment. Well, that's an easy one. You know, I need to have gas in my home so that I can have hot water. I don't take hot showers anyways, but I'll, I'll tell you what, when it comes to cooking food, you can't cook without gas, you know, unless you go outside and use the grill, but in 10 degree weather, that's no fun. Right. You know, I've done it. I've been there. I've, I've come home from a weekend away and the power's out and all the pipes are frozen and this and that, and that sucks. You know, so I don't ever want to live like that again. I, I, I now am living within my means, whereas before I think I was 
on the concentric circle, more like three rings out on living within my means. And now I've really roped it in. And it's just a matter of listening to the podcast and watching you guys get excited about people saving money and, and putting their money to work for them. So. And that's, that's, I appreciate that feedback because, you know, I, I love, I love that we've had you on and you literally just come and say, look, 10, 10, 15 bucks, it adds up because people don't realize how much that actually adds up, man. Like it, it doesn't have to be money changing wealth, oh, just God. a little bit, but right. Cause like non money changing wealth will eventually change you. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, it's well, insane. I know uh, Eric's listening to some of our episodes. So we've had Mike on and Mike's like, you know, on the weekends, I don't have my kids. So he's not coming up here to help a break room therapy. He decided, well, I'm just sitting at home watching TV. I'll go do DoorDash. Yep. So we'll make 60, 80, 100 bucks a weekend doing DoorDash just to throw in investments. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of money. He, he paid for summer camp this year for his son. That was the big thing. Off of DoorDash. Yep. And he doesn't mind doing it. It's, you know, fairly easy money. You know, I do surveys. I do a bunch of surveys. I make somewhere between a thousand and eighteen hundred bucks a year on surveys. It's a pain in the butt, <laughs> but it's, you know, very low maintenance money. Yeah. I was, uh, it's funny because every time I pick up money now, I think of you. Yeah. Oh, uh, as, as you should. So I was, I was showing a property the other day down in Kalamazoo. And I, I walked by a dime that's in the, you know, in the driveway. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And uh, <laughs> then I'm like, I, I was like, dude, if I leave that dime there, like, I'm just going to feel like an a-hole. Yeah. So I go and I was like, I get the dime. I put it in my pocket. And then like, I made sure when I got home, I took the change out of my pocket and put it into my, I separate all my coins. Yep. So it's easier to roll. And I was like, you know, it's, it's that, that hour, right? I made 10 cents extra an hour, right? Like it was huge for me. Well, that's sometimes the way you have to look at it. Okay, well, I picked up a dime. And, and again, Bill Gates can bend over and it costs him more bucks. money to bend over to pick up a $100 bill than it does to walk by it. Yep. I'm not Bill Gates. Yep. I'm going to pick that penny up. It's, it's, it's funny you talk about that. Um, I don't know what your pennies and pop was about yesterday, but I think, it, did I see that you guys were, you had a giving jar? We do. We have a, for kids, we have a to spend, to save, and to give. Yep. And we had one of our viewers go, what should my child do with their giving jar? So we did an episode of different things you can do with a giving jar. Yeah. So it's, go ahead, Eric. It, it, it's crazy because um, I started this about two weeks ago. Um, anytime I find a quarter laying around the house, okay, a quarter, it's got to be 25 cent piece. Yep. I make the effort. I put that in a jar, just drop it in the jar. I've got, actually, it's a, um, it's, a star Wars death star bank that I put the quarters into. Beautiful. Okay. Um, and then I've got a um, five gallon jug, empty five gallon jug. Now this is what I do with my giving jar. That quarter is 25 cents, four times as a buck, you know, but I find change all over the place. I find it at work. I find it on the street, just like Nick and you and, and, you know, pick that nickel that quarter up. I cannot put that into my star Wars bank though, until I find a nickel to go with it. Okay. okay. So I make the effort to find that additional five cents. I rub juju on that five cents and I put it in the five gallon jug. Okay. So I'm making that 25 cents, but I'm also putting the effort into giving juju to something else. And then eventually I'll be able to cash that juju in and give it to somebody who needs it. I mean, you look at, look at people that make charitable donations. Okay. You got a five gallon water jug, a five gallon water jug full of pennies is like $1,388. Okay. It's, it's not a lot of money. You do it with a nickel, it's five times that. 
You do it with quarters, it's 25 times that, okay? But I'm making the effort to find this 25 cent piece and putting the effort into somebody else, you know, whether it's charity or whether it's, you know, paying off a, a paying off a bill or whatever, but I'm making the effort to find that nickel to, accommod, uh, to, to accompany that so that someone will benefit from it. And not only that, but I rub a little bit of juju on there and, and, and there you go. So it's all good juju money and it's given in good faith, no matter who takes it. I started that years ago with a five gallon jug and I never put that good fortune on there. And my kids would steal the change all the time. And ever since I started doing that, that good juju on that water jug, I'm not finding my change disappear. So there, there may be some karmic activity happening or something like that, but nobody's touched with my nickels anymore. And not only that, but it's a nickel, you know, that's, that's where a lot of kids don't understand that over time, saving that nickel will add up to dollars too, pennies as well. And when they go through that whole coin shortage thing, it's like, okay, well, I'll bring one of my two five gallon water jugs and I'll pour them right into your coin star. And all you're going to do is convert that to digital currency anyways. So that's not tangible funds. And because it's not tangible, people don't even think about it. But I've had moments where I've gone to do laundry and I've found, you know, a dollar 40 in the, in the, in the washing machine of change. It's like, Hey, is this your change? Yeah, you can have it. Okay. See you. Thank you. You know, I will happily take that change. Just say that's, that's so, well, not to interrupt, but one of my favorite things Nick's done is a few years ago, he said, Hey, I'm going to go buy some pizzas and I'm going to walk around and hand pizzas out to, you know, homeless oh, yeah. people. And I think Don bought a couple of those pizzas and Nick wandered around Grand Rapids. And when he found homeless people, you hand them an entire freaking pizza. No, it was anybody. It wasn't just homeless. If you were hungry, I don't, I, I would stop running right. on the street. Are you hungry? Well, I'm out running right now. So I don't want to eat. And I was like, come back, get some pizza, man. It's here. Like, right. Like, like I, yes, homeless people happen to be the 99% of them, but I didn't care. Right. Like, and then when you're around, like people People want to come around and they want to pray for the homeless. And I'm like, hey, you guys hungry? I'll feed you while you pray. <laughs> like, I don't really yeah. care. Like, um, you know, and working in the medical field, in the emergency medical field, what a lot of people don't realize about homeless people is, or I, I've always called them, you know, urban migrants, um, you know, or, or whatever. But here's the thing. There is so much humility in a majority of those people. Yep. Like, if you sit down and have a conversation with somebody who, who is down on their luck, you know, we, we think we have problems with all of our bills and shit like that, but you sit down with them, they don't have any bills, but they don't have anything else either. If you have a conversation with them, you'll really identify with what life's like, you know, and, and I can only imagine what it's like to be so cold, but to feed them, that's all they ever want. You know, that I, I'm hungry, you know, and that's the biggest complaint that we always had. That's why we had a lot of calls for service for homeless was they just want to go to the hospital and, and get a sandwich and a juice box, you know? And then all they have to do is say, well, I've got some abdominal pain and they get to stay in a warm bed for, you know, four to eight hours. And that's what a lot of people, you know, I used to be the guy that would pull up to the off ramp and be like, I'm not giving you any money. There's a reason why you're standing on this corner. Well, yeah, there is a reason, but it's not because they're all addicts or they're all, you know, some of them have lost their jobs. And in amidst this whole thing with, with COVID, I know a lot of people that have lost their jobs and it's like, they're not homeless yet, but they're close. You know, so that that's a really cool thing. And, and a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to those people. They're out there hustling. They're out there trying to make that money. And even if they stay in a hotel, can't be pissed about that because at least they got a warm bed to sleep in. You know, you're throwing change at them and stuff like that, or you're driving right by them and not giving them a peace of mind or any mind at all. You know, 
I'm, I'm just trying to speak out here for for the homeless population for a moment, you know, because they don't get the love that they deserve. And there are some out there that are just, you know, but there's some out there that make, you know, three, four thousand dollars a month, depending on the corner they're standing on, too. And they're doing quite well. So you just got to be careful with that. But when you're when you're not specific, you know, you said you were handing them out to runners and stuff like that. That's generosity. That's what the world needs is that generosity. You're not giving them money to go blow it on something. You're giving them something tangible and something acquirable. And if it is a matter of they're hungry, you're doing the right thing. So I think that was super cool. That was a really great story. Well, I, I think one of the things we're really missing, especially in you know real world 2021 is, is that actual generosity and caring for other people. So I, I made a post on the business Facebook page yesterday about masks. You need to wear masks here and this is the right way to wear them. And some jackass came in and basically said, you people are sheep and you shouldn't wear masks and blah, blah, blah. And pissed my wife off, obviously, and she can't do anything. She's in Facebook jail. So oh, we've I, all been there. She said white trash on the shopping cart that was on top of the shopping oh, center. Oh, that building? Yeah, yeah. So they put her in Facebook jail for that. So I went and I basically made a post saying, if this is a controversial statement for you, we're probably not the place for you. Because again, we're we're very tolerant of many, many things, but only caring about yourself isn't one of them. Yes. And the easiest thing you can do, you, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't like it. It sucks. You like it? No. Eric? No, not a fan. But no. I do it because I have to. I, I do it because I, I actually give a shit about other people, okay? And whether it's really, I, I believe it really does help. Now, does it help 100%? Hell no, it doesn't help 100%. But even if it helps 50%, it didn't hurt me. But neither do vaccinations. They don't work 100%. And Exactly. So I'm wearing the mask. I'm doing it because I actually care about the other people. I mean, I hate everybody, but, you know, I, I don't want to hurt anyone necessarily. I say, I'd rather be able to fight with you than have you be dead. And right. With you, right. I mean, so, I mean, you know, I, I'll wear it because it doesn't, at the end of the day, hurt me. Does it make it a little harder to breathe? Sure, it makes it a little harder to breathe. But, you know. If I'm out doing something physical, do I want to take the mask off so I can breathe a little better? Sure. So I'll go away from people. I'll take it off for a minute and I breathe. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at that aspect of, you know, when I'm, when I was at a casino, right? And you got to wear a mask and everything about it. And so, you know, I catch myself constantly. Like I'm holding my mask and drinking and whatever, like, and it just goes right back on. So, um, you know, that's a whole nother episode, another topic, but Eric, anything else uh, that, that you're, Wanted to tell us about finances. It's kind of weird being on the positive side of things nowadays. Uh, <laughs> um, I really don't. I just what I was saying earlier about the whole you can do it at ten bucks an hour, just the same as you can at thirty dollars an hour. Okay, it's just a matter of getting a grasp on you know, sit down, make that budget, figure out what you can cut out. I don't pay for Hulu now because you know what? I don't watch TV, so I have it. I have internet because I do the gumball head broadcast yep. and I do music and I network and I Facebook and I zoom with you fellas and I do a lot of work on my computer. So I have to have the internet. Not only that, but the most important thing about the internet is PlayStation four, you know, so Great. you got to do that. You got to have the internet, but I don't have to have Hulu because I don't care about the majority of the TV programs that are on there. And if you got Hulu, great. But if you're pissing and moaning because you're $10 short at the end of the month, you know, 
cut something out that you don't need. You know, I got poor man's internet. I switched my phone plan to, excuse me, to reduce my bill. Um, mind you, I do have one of the higher end phones, but I have a lower rate plan because the majority of my day, I'm somewhere Wi-Fi capable. So I don't need all that data that I was getting, you know. So just cutting out those things in, in, that you don't need. Uh, Nick walked away when, when I was talking about it. I don't hit drive throughs anymore. I don't do energy drinks hardly at all anymore. I don't buy one Gatorade when I go to the store. I buy six or two for three, or you pay $1.89 a piece. People don't think about that, but it adds up over time. You know, it's only 25 cents, but it's 25 cents, you know, and that 25 cents can put a nickel in another jar. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just taking a completely different mindset on your finances and, and getting to understand what that breaks down to financially. Long term, you know, you, it, it didn't take you a quick time to get in debt or to become financially unstable. It's going to take a, a while to get out of that. My success story is far different than a lot of other people out there. I get it, but I've struggled for a long time, too. And now I'm getting on that upslope. So. And you'll continue to find that struggle. I mean, right, like I'm where I'm at in life and I still to this day feel like I struggle, right? Like absolutely from the outside looking in, everybody's like, oh, you're, you know, you're fine. You're set. You're this. And it's like, dude, like I, you know, right now I'm not in a low point in my life, but like I remember months ago and it was just holy shit. Like I'm, I feel so broke. I feel unsuccessful. I feel this. And, 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 you know, my wife's like, you have more money than anybody that we know and people combined. And how do you feel that way? And it's like, because I live such this lifestyle, like I haven't had the opportunity to go spend something to feel like I'm untouchable for two seconds. You know, (laughs) like I live very within my means. I will always live within my means. Right. We're conscious of that. Very much. You know, because because we know at any given point, like it could all just go yeah. away. It can definitely just go away. And and I think, you know, for anybody that hasn't listened to us before, and and honestly, the three of us are probably the best example of this. We're extremely open with our mistakes. We screw up all the time. We're happy to discuss those. I mean, you know. The, the first episode, if you haven't listened to the first episode with Eric, go back and listen to it because, you know, you'll listen to him and I talk about addiction and, you know, I called him up because I was worried about, you know, am I drinking too much, which mind you, I, I, I do a podcast, which half of it's based around drinking and, <laughs> you know, we, we have flaws, we're human beings. Yep. But we're always trying to improve. And I, I think that's the best part. I reached out to Eric this week because, you know, I got a buddy who, you know, he's, he's feeling kind of lost and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I, I got a guy, you should talk to him. And I don't know if he'll take that step. But I know that having Eric there gives the opportunity to possibly help him or somebody he might know or, you know, and I called Eric first. I'm like, hey, I need to give your number out. And, and are you okay with that? And he goes, yeah, you don't even have to ask my information. You, you got somebody to give it to, just give it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still going to ask. Yeah. yeah. That's respect. And, and I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, in, in, and it's one of those things too, like addiction's not fun to talk about. A lot of families and friends. I'm not going to go way into this. That's what the Gumball Head broadcast is for. Uh, the SAMHSA Addiction Hotline number 1-800-662-HELP. If you know somebody or you're struggling with addiction, you don't want to reach out to, to some stranger guy that has a gumball machine as a, as a logo, 
give the SAMHSA uh, addiction hotline a call um, or, you know, send me an email, gumballheadkazoo at gmail.com. I have no problems talking to people. I spend a lot of time doing that. If I don't email straight away, just know that I do check my emails frequently. Um, you know, one, one more thing I just want to kind of toss out at Nick. Um, and actually, you now, Dave, because you have you have um, investments and properties as far as your business and stuff like that goes. And when I lived the landlord lifestyle for uh, quite a few years, uh, one thing that I did learn is, is people would say to me all the time, well, yeah, but you got rental properties. I don't think people realize how much money actually goes into those rental properties. You know, when people piss and moan about $900 a month for rent or $1,000 a month for rent, I don't think they realize that you're not only paying your mortgage, but paying all repairs out of that too. You know, oh. yep, it's it's one thing to have all these rental properties, but sometimes you got to have five of them just to pay for one, and it's tough. So if you're bitching well, about rent, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I could I could do hours and hours of that, right? But like, you know, I, I we we're just talking about it beforehand. I have a I have a backup in one of my units right now, right? And I'm paying weekend rate, and there goes literally big profit. Let's say half half of what their rent was, right? Yep. And so it doesn't, you know, I still have a mortgage on it. I don't cover anything. And people always say, well, if you don't have the money, you shouldn't invest. And it's, it, you know, like there's, everybody has an excuse for every fucking thing in the world and everybody has an opinion on it. You know, and it's like, look, if I didn't have, if I didn't pay cash for it, then you wouldn't have cheap rent. And then you just have an asshole owner that literally just charges you the world. So sure, we can just let the rich get richer or whatever, but I'm willing to take this opportunity. So that, that's just, that, that's a long different, another tangent story for me. Um, well, we have a, a comment here angry. I want to hit. So, Ravi, I'm going to guess this is how we say this. I watched an economic video saying that half the jobs are going to disappear because of AI. Um, yeah, that, that's a good possibility. There, It's a good possibility. A lot of jobs will disappear because of AI. But in all honesty, they've been talking about that since the 80s. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and not only that, but, but people crave human interaction. So, yep. So that's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. The I wouldn't say half. I think the last uh, statistic that I read, and I do a lot of research on this stuff too, because of because of Zoom and, and interaction. Sorry to cut you off, Dave, but no, I think it's thirty one percent has already disappeared because of AI and has gone technological. So Zoom and um, emails and doing things over the computer, Facebook Marketplace, people are selling blah blah blah. Um, but that is that is true. But we, it's technology is so heavily relied on that it's become an addiction for people, and we're making excuses. We can change that, you know. We can we can turn that around. So, like break room therapy, you go in there and smash it, and you feel good when you leave. You can't do that with a computer. I mean, I want to smash my controller on my PlayStation sometimes, but I know it's going to cost me sixty bucks if I do. So, sorry, Dave, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. And but it's a good sixty bucks well spent for that two seconds. I want you. You know, we have to sit there and really, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to reinvent jobs. And and if you're always trying to evolve and always trying to learn, you're, you're going to be able to do those things. You know, I, it, Eric and I are both older. You know, we're going to retire in the next 15, 20 years. Nick, not, uh, not quite. Retired fucking Yeah, Nick's, Nick's retired, technically. Um, but, you know, I don't have to worry about reinventing myself as much as my daughter does or Eric's three kids do because, yeah. you know, they're young and they, you know, I, I know my daughter's going into 3D animation and she wants to make video games. So that's going to be around because, you know, I, I was playing the Atari 2600, you know, six 
and then I was playing a Nintendo. And I mean, Eric can go here with me too, because he probably had the Nintendo and either a Nintendo 64 or Genesis. I had the Genesis. I have those. Yep. So, I mean, you know, we, we played all those games. Nick and I have had conversations here before talking about Tecmo Super Bowl being the greatest game ever, because you can play that for hours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you look at those things. Eric's son's doing, you know, great at his job because, you know, it, it's something he enjoys doing. He's really good at it. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. You can't. Like I said, it's hands-on. It's a hands-on job, you know. Um, and and, and uh, not only that, but Harbor Freight screwdrivers are quite affordable. So don't use a hammer. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we've all been there, you know. Um, Eric, I, I want to appreciate you coming back on and give us an update. Uh, congrats on getting out of credit card debt. That's huge. That's, I mean, that's a freaking victory right there. In huge victory. Um, really excited to have you on um, again here after a, a, a while, talking about where you are with the house and where you are with the uh, student loan debt. Um, Eric goes I, live weekly with Gumball Head. Gumball Head. Yeah. Uh, I too. Yeah. Sunday nights. Sunday, 6 p.m. I try. I try to go. Sometimes I can't, but um, I at least try to do a couple of broadcasts a month. Um, yep. So if, if you want to listen to more that Eric has to say, subscribe to his Podbean and you'll get a little pop up on your phone every time he goes live. And I, I try to hop on there when I can. Um, YouTube guys, uh, we all seem to be rocking the same shirt because that's who we are as people. Uh, no, really, that's David and I. And then Eric, thanks for rocking. <laughs> thanks for rocking the shirt. Um, the gumball logo too in the background. You got yeah, shirts coming. I just got to print them up. But you guys do. You each have shirts coming. So I can't oh, wait. Oh, dude, this is gonna be great. Uh, so like, subscribe, share. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your auntie. Your auntie. Your mommy. Your mammy. Uh, we enjoy these conversations. Sundays are always a good day to uh, to to crack a few open before breakfast and. Speaking of breakfast, I have to get out of here and get some. Um, and eggs, baby. Anybody that's been on here listening to us, if you have questions, please reach out. If you want to be on the show and talk about your debt, please reach out. We'd love to talk to everybody. We we want to celebrate your successes. And yep. honestly, if the only thing you take from this is, you know, throwing a few dollars in investments, please go do that. And we will uh, we'll be with you on Podbean hopefully this week again otherwise uh, very very soon and you know watch uh, social media for updates we're on Twitter we're on Facebook we're always updating stuff so thank you for joining us on Podbean those of you that are on Zoom that's the yeah. one that will get uploaded to Podbean because that's always the longer one um, we got new, three new followers today from that this Facebook stopped uh, Zoom's still going. So, as Nick said, like, subscribe, share. We'll go ahead and stop that. Talk to Eric for a quick minute. And then we're all going to go get food, I think, because yeah. we're all we're all going to be hungry. And I got a skillet at home waiting for me. So. Lucky dog. Yeah.